guys, welcome back to the Come Along Pond podcast with your hosts, Damla. And Elliot. So how are you? I'm I'm alright, you know. I'm alright. I'm yeah. <laughs> this episode, you know, this episode is a thing that exists. Uh yeah, it is. Oh. It's um the episode that gave us our new segment's namesake. Yes. So there there is that. There is that. There is that. And is there news? I don't know. Let's go to Satellite there 5. There is news. Let's go to Satellite 5. Satellite 5. We are the news. So, we have not that much news this week. Literally, I think, one piece. Probably, yeah. It's, you know, the season 22 box set has come out. Yes. And whoever has it, fuck yourself. Yeah, I I can't I can't be affording the collector sets and I also have to collect the slim line cardboard packaging because I haven't yeah. got a mortgage to be able to buy like the <laughs> the reseller market versions of those early sets. So And the thing is I've not even seen the se- the season and I want it. It's cuz that's how nice it is. That Lee binding artwork, it's so beautiful. It's so good. And also, apparently, a lot of the extras actually sound really good. Like, Colin really talks about a lot of personal stuff, apparently. Apparently, talks about his son, mm. who passed away and things like that. Like, during a Q&A that's on the box set and stuff. I think um, a big push to uh, get you to own the own the sets or to watch my copies with me is I think you'd really like Behind the Sofa, which is where yeah. they sit and they watch the episodes and just, like, get drunk and talk about it. It's great. Also, I don't. I don't think anyone that, can that always, get drunk, yeah. but they always seem like they're slightly pissed when they're talking about them. I I, I always like the sound of that segment. Anyway, I need to. I, I just need to watch them anyway. Yeah, it's really good. Colin Baker did his in a like brown suit with rainbow socks and red Crocs. Red Croc. What? What a legend! Do you know what I mean? Like, who else does red Crocs for the love of Christ? Come on. Yeah, with bright coloured rainbow socks. Bright coloured rainbow socks. Yeah. I love him. So I love him so much. It looks really cool. I love season 22, actually, anyway. Yeah. Um, the serials that I've seen, uh, I really enjoy. And I wish I could own it. Is that when is, is that when he strangles Perry? No, because it's really, it's really strange in that what they did was the end of season 21. Yeah. Instead of ending it with Peter Davison's regeneration... Yes. They did it a serial beforehand, so season 21 ends with The Six Doctors' first story. Right, okay, um, okay. So that's all in that. He's still pretty unlike happy with Perry. That was just yeah. their vibe was just, you know, like, sparring kind of. And then it eases in season 23. Yeah. Well, stay tuned to find out what we think about that when we get into the classic series. Yeah, in... Probably, probably releasing around the same time when I can actually own this in slimline packaging. In that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, and uh, also just a side note for season twenty-two release: the trailer that was edited for it is great. Yeah, if you guys haven't seen the trailers that they put out every time they do a box set, I highly recommend it. All the trailers are really good. They are really, really good. But, They're really, really good. But the twenty-two one is just something. That's special. something else. Isn't yeah. It? I actually want to say as well, there is an editor. I'm gonna put it. We're gonna put it in the show notes, and they do fan made Doctor Who trailers, and they've actually sometimes been hired to do some of these special classic series trailers as well. Mm. And they're called VG Three something. I, I can't actually remember the name. It's in the show notes. Go and click on it. They did a farewell thirteen trailer this week. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, it's it's not an official thing. Like I said, it's a fan edit. But goddamn, like, listen, guys, sorry, got a controversial opinion coming your way. Um, I feel like a lot of the Doctor Who official trailers, except for the classic ones, obviously, um, they're not good. <laughs> they're not well edited. Um, except the se- okay, the one exception to that for me is some of the next time trailers are quite good. Yeah. And also the series five, like coming up on series five of Doctor Who trailer, that one's pretty cool. Mm. But, like, if you rewatch some of the other trailers, like, they're just not great. Just look at some of the fan editors on YouTube and hire them because they will do a better job. 
I was going to say the one for series three is really good, but then that, I think that's entirely helped by all the strange, strange creatures. But yeah, there you go. So now that we're done with that really lacklustre new segment, <laughs> let's talk about the long, 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 never-ending. God, it never doesn't ending. stop. Game. <laughs> game. <laughs> I'm the doctor, by the way. What's your name? Rose. Nice to meet you, Rose. Run for your life. If you are an alien, how comes you sound like you're from the North? Lots of planets have a North. Is that a tribal physical waveform microkinetic extrapolator? Couldn't put it better myself. Well, you can smell the testosterone. Go to your room! She's an egg. She's an egg. Better to die than live like you, a bitchy trampoline. Fantastic. Fantastic. Fantastic! Absolutely fantastic. Off we go into time and space! As wonderfully intro by Dan Blair today, we are talking about The Long Game. It is episode yeah. 7 of series 1 of Doctor Who. It was broadcast on the 7th of May 2005. It's directed by Brian Grant. Mm. And it was written by Russell T. Davis. I don't get it. No, I'm really sorry. I just don't get it. I see big shades of his ideas and yeah. themes in this episode, but I don't see his fun episode structure no at all personally no no but you know what i just want to i just want to get into it because there's something that happens right at the start that i totally forgot about because i don't really watch this episode a lot i have to be honest i've seen it probably in my lifetime i've probably seen it three times maybe mm. which for re-watching doctor who is not a lot yeah that's yeah quite low for you because i rewatch it all the time yeah you know um the first thing that I want to, like I said, I want to get into is the face of Bo being pregnant. What? Yeah, the face of Bo apparently is pregnant. Um, like, I forgot that happened. Me too, and I've seen this more recently <laughs> than you have. Yeah. Um, not because I have some sick, sadistic desire to torture myself with bad episodes or two. It's just because about <laughs> two months before we started recording this podcast, I watched all of the reboot yeah. Who up until uh, Tenant's departure. Uh yeah. So a lot of it's more fresh in my mind, which means I had to watch this in the same year. Jesus. Um, Jeez. Yeah, I don't know about that because I kind of always assumed that the Captain Jack thing was uh, a plan from the start. Yeah. And maybe it wasn't if the face of Bo is pregnant. You know what? Do you know what I think it is? If anyone could get pregnant when they are physically not able to, oh, it's it would Jack. be Captain Jack. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of love it. Just a massive head in a jar on tank treads, but it's still sexy as hell. Yeah, and I also feel like, at this point, it wasn't actually made clear yeah, yeah, what just the face of Bo's yeah, gender because, was. Yeah, uh, because he doesn't talk either, right, in that first episode. You don't hear him talk until um, New Earth. No, not at all. Yeah. So, yeah, you can't even be like, yeah, oh, the face of Bo exactly. is a man. And even if even the face of Bo is a man. Exactly. Which we know, because Captain Jack, who cares? It's the future. Who cares? We don't give a fuck about your gender binaries. Exactly, exactly. and not only women have babies, so... Um, I, for me, I have, much, I have a much more lowbrow uh, first um, uh, thing to point out in this episode, <laughs> which is uh, that for the first 20 seconds yes. of the episode, my Blu-ray wouldn't work, and I think it was trying to tell me something. It kept freezing and pausing as we were sort of panning over to the TARDIS landing, and I was going, oh, God, it doesn't want me to watch this. God... Even my even my Blu-ray player. Yeah, has had it's only ever happened once before, which was with the next Doctor. But I like the next Doctor. But even my Blu-ray was like, "No, you can't watch this." And I was like, oh, "I want to watch it." No, I don't want to see David Morrissey so today. Thank you. Yeah, but yeah, yeah my Blu-ray player was like, "No." So that uh, was quite fun. Yeah, and I yeah. forgot. <laughs> I forgot that Adam was in this. <laughs> oh. I didn't. I think I, I was just like, didn't. right, okay, cool. Doctor Who, we're gonna watch Doctor Who, we're gonna put it on. Right, okay, good. And then it lands, and I'm like, oh, look, there's there's nine, there's Rose, and then they say Adam, and I was like, oh god, oh. yeah, he's back, isn't he? Do you know what? Before we get into all of that, because I'm sure if you've watched last week's episode, you know how we feel about Adam. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I wanna, <laughs> so I wanna start off with a really, po- really, really positive thing. Oh, good. That being, this is my favourite outfit Rose has ever worn. 
Ever. It's a really good outfit. That jacket, that punky fish jacket, to this day, I'm still looking for it. I'm on Depop, I'm on eBay, I'm on Vinted. She, um, and this is not a, this is not a, uh, uh, a negative at all. She looks like a yoga mum. She does, and it looks really good on her. Yeah, you know, like a hair up in a bun, she's wearing, you know, sort of tight, always like yoga trousers. No, it's a ponytail. Hmm? It's a ponytail. Is it a ponytail? It's yeah, I haven't. I don't really remember enough. I also don't know the names of hairstyles. Um, you don't? No. no. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice weave that you have on at the moment. It's, it's French. Um, I just honestly, I think when it comes to the costuming for the companions, like in Reboot Who, they usually get it right. There's a lot of companion costumes that I really, really love. Like I think Clara, a lot of the time, dresses really well. I, and I, um, I think it's very strange that they sort of like then go and sort of they they give like they try and they try and give Martha something very um I guess like to make her more have a more like an iconic silhouette kind of like the doctor where they give her that red leather jacket yeah but because it's always on her no matter what else she's wearing it always yeah. just kind of feels like she's wearing the same thing yeah that, uh, with the Martha yeah they could have varied up Martha's costume a bit I honestly I have so many thoughts about companion outfits we may do specialist episodes at some point guys where we talk about specific things who knows mm. but just um, just me talking about Rose and her costume because I think Rose and Clara are the best dressed companions in the whole of reboot. Who um, I really love because he is my favorite. Sorry, I know I'm really going on about this jacket, this punky fish jacket that she's wearing. Also, if anyone has this punky fish jacket in a medium, email in <laughs> because I want it and I will pay good money for it. Seriously, seriously, she will. Um, because my favourite outfit is probably this, and then close second is the blue leather jacket in Stolen Earth, Parting of the Ways. Oh, right. Parting of the Ways? Parting of the Ways? Am I all right? Stolen Earth and Journey's End. Jesus Christ. Oh, um, I'm a big fan of the uh, I'm a big fan of the weird kind of like baby blue come pink like new earth bowling shirt that she wears. Oh yeah, that like patchwork shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like that. If anyone else has that as well, I will also buy that. Yeah. If anyone has any good cosplay outfits in a medium, let me know. There's too many. I like her. I like all of them. I like what she, I like what she wears in Tooth and Claw. Tooth and Claw, that's pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, I, yeah, this jacket, I just love it so much. And I think it, it really suits the atmosphere, I think. So I get why they did it. Mm. Um, it looks very futuristic. It's definitely much better than... You see that in... Sorry. No, go on, sorry, so no, you go. I was going to say, it just definitely looks much better than Adam's grey T-shirt. Oh, I don't want to talk about him yet. Can we just not talk about him yet? Um, (laughs) Sorry, guys, I'm sorry, I'm so negative, I'm so negative. Um, But yeah, I just, I feel like, because obviously it's such a futuristic episode, and I feel like, genuinely, you would see that jacket now in Urban Outfitters in in some kind of way. Oh yeah, but then I wonder if that's you know what I mean. Just because of we have Y two K revivalist fashion trends going on. True, right? true. That's true. You know, fashion is circular. You know, soon, yeah. soon we'll be watching, yeah, episodes of two thousand five Doctor Who, and we'll be looking at men in polo shirts with stupid spiky hair, and we'll mm-hmm. be going, God, they look so cool, rather than going, Yeah, God, they look ridiculous. To be fair, though, do you know what? To be fair, I actually do dress a lot like, like in my normal day to day life. I do dress a lot like the Ninth Doctor. I can't lie to you. <laughs> like big black jacket or black blazer with a different variation color of shirt, like he does. Like he sometimes wears maroon, green, whatever, yeah. and then like black smart trousers with boots. That is what how I dress. So just, I mean, uh, yeah. where's the lie? Or is I just like a poldy, just hoodie all the time? Just hoodie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, it kind of reminds me of, uh, and this is, I mean, this is actually just something I'm quite happy to just mention to you because I think you'll find it interesting, but the listeners at home probably mm. won't. Um, but we can decide that later on. It kind of reminds me of, um, uh, I've been, I've been watching all the, I've been watching all the Bond movies because uh, I've been mm. in cinemas, and it kind of reminds me how the first chunk of them from the '60s are like really. Like the, in terms of their style, the way they look, have aged really well because that sort of the, the suits and things that Connery wears are really like back in fashion and they look really nice. And the suits that Sean Connery yeah. wears in those movies could be worn by someone on like a red carpet today. 
are. Oh, yeah. And then as soon as you get to, like, the 70s, everything looks horrible and dated. But I wonder if there'll be a period <laughs> where those kind of Roger Moore double-breasted, like, box jackets and, like, flared mm. tuxedo trousers come back into fashion and the 60s style looks ridiculous, you know? But, like, I feel like almost it's almost ironic at the moment. Whereas, like, uh, yeah. like the, the 60s appreciation is very earnest for, like, good fashion, and I just sort of wonder if we'll ever have a real appreciation. I mean, I hope we don't, because, like, you know, the stuff that Roger Moore wears is horrible. Um, yes. Yeah, if iconic. Strike yeah. out in a blue safari suit, that kind of stuff, you know? But, like, it's, yeah, it's just interesting, I think, how fashion comes in and out. It is interesting. Yeah. And I do feel like the only thing that shouldn't come back, and I'm going to stress this very highly from what Rose and Martha wear specifically, is the low-waisted pants. Get in the bin. Never going to happen. Low-waisted wide leg jeans. Horrible. Like, I know they're coming back in, and I've seen them in shops and stuff, but I I don't think I've really seen anyone wear wear them, and I'm really glad, because that's disgusting. And I know everyone can wear what they want, but that is where I draw the line. Absolutely not. Fair enough. Just no. Anyway, moving on from fashion talk of this segment of the podcast. Um, another good positive thing that I want to start off with is I love the way when Rose comes out of the TARDIS and she's like guessing where they are based on the architecture and stuff, and then Nine looking all like proud of her. That was really cute. She's great at lying. Because because he's because he he front loads all that information, doesn't he? When they when they step out when they step out the TARDIS, he's like he's like oh it's a space station we're in the year whatever year we are and then they wait and then Adam comes out and then she does all of her you know oh I'd say guessing by the engines it's uh, oh no yeah, no it's a space station and I would say based on the architecture it's this year she's she's been given that info by the Doctor and then she's regurgitating it to Adam as their sort of little fun game. I obviously guys running theme <laughs> I don't actually pay attention to things. I've never noticed that. Yeah, he so he tells her he tells her everything about it. Like he does all the working out, and then he gives that information to her so she can sound impressive in front of Adam. Well, here's the problem. This is another problem, right? That we can segue into mm-hmm. already. I know we have to talk about Adam already. I know, I know. I don't want to. You just say. Um, just say. But we have to name an address redacted or something. Redacted. So I want to talk about redacted it's today. Redacted. Um, uh, no, Adam. Adam. Um, I don't like the whole... I know he gets nipped in the bud quite quickly, but the fact that it's there annoys me is the whole, like, Rose and Adam flirting kind of, oh, he's your boyfriend, not anymore. Yeah, like the idea that she that. would even entertain him. The joke, yeah. yeah it's kind of whack. It's just annoying. And I, know, I, I will say the one bit that was funny was when uh, Nine makes a comment after they've eaten a Kronk burger, which we'll get to, um, and he, she's like, you're going to get a smack in a minute. And it's really, it's, it's a cute little exchange. But nonetheless, they, I don't like, I don't... They do have very cute little relationshipy things in this. They do, like, it's very sweet. Again, regardless of my overall thoughts, uh, you know, about age and stuff, it's like, I feel like they have very much energy of, like, people who know that they're into one another, but, like, because there's no yeah. label on it, they also have to be kind of dating other people. And yes. they know that neither of them want to be dating other people, so they're, like, really, they're really pissy about it, and I really love that. That's exactly what the vibe is, yeah. It's such, you know... Yeah. I mean, I'm sure, Elliot, you've hung out with people... No, never, ...where, never. like, two of the people in your... They just never, never. hung out with people. No, no, can't relate, can't I do relate. a Doctor Who um, podcast, I don't have friends. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Um, no, but, you know, when you're, like, in a group of people mm. and you know two people in that group are into each other... Yes. ...and they're always making comments... Oh, they're yes. kind of like those. They're kind of like those two people. Yeah, I group, wouldn't want to spend know? time with them. No, neither would I. No. But also, I would. I'd be like, dude, just do the damn thing, please. Just do it. And they'd go, oh, Ask no, no, it's not like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then you'd be like, oh, for God's sake. Oh, God, just please, please, because I'm bored. We're all bored. <laughs> um, <laughs> except, no, we're not bored by Nine and Rose. No, 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 we're um, not. But if I, had to, yeah, if I had to go out for a drink with them, I probably would be a bit like, oh, God, yes, I get it, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> one thing... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just feeling yeah, no. how horrible and, like, dead inside I am. <laughs> on... on... <laughs> The podcast, I'm so sorry. Everybody. Someone be Elliot's friend, because I'm not, obviously. <laughs> no, I'm joking, I love you. Um, Thank you. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, um, 
so yeah, that, that whole like he's your boyfriend. Mm. No, not anymore. Oh, just can't can't be asked with it. Can't be asked. Yeah. Um, it's just it's just it's it's giving heteronormativity. It's giving nothing. Um, <laughs> it's just giving in, in no way. Yeah. Uh, but one thing that just again, so we're gonna okay. Let's just talk about Adam. Let's just talk about Adam. Let's just do it, Elliot. Let's just do okay, it. Okay. Can I? Can I? Can I wow? Can I wow you with a with a positive? Yeah. Go on. Okay. About kind of about him, I guess. Go on. Go on. Go on. In that I feel like. The writing is good for Adam in this episode in that mm. I feel like you're meant to think that he's an absolute tosser. Yeah. And that, that and the script does do him justice in that I what every everything he does in this episode, I want him to stop and go away forever. Yeah, I, so I, I, do you know what that's true. That's I feel like true. he was unattent I feel like he was unintentionally annoying in Dalek. And in this one yes. he's intentionally the worst man Being in the world. Idiots. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So I respect Ross C. Davis on that regard. Maybe he wrote it a little too well because it does kind of make the episode unwatchable. But that's by the by. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think you make a really good point, actually. Yeah. Why didn't they have... So if they had to have... Because I just... Mm, they obviously needed someone there mm. to be feeding the information from the info spike to Simon Pegg's character. Yeah. The um, the controller? No, the... the what's his name? The editor. But... But... Why did it have to be Adam? Like, it could have been anybody else. Yeah. Like, they could have got Harriet Jones back. Yeah, you know. They could have, like, as much as we don't really like Series 1 Mickey. Yeah, it could have been Ricky. I actually... Yeah, Ricky, there you go. I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep calling him Ricky until... Because... Until Ricky is a character in yeah. Age of Steel. In Series 2. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, as much as I... We don't like Series 1 Mickey, would have been a better option than Adam. Adam. <laughs> yeah. But then again, Mickey having an info spike wouldn't make sense, would it? No. Because no thoughts, head empty. Exactly. Yeah, that's Ricky. Thanks for what? Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know, like... Yeah, it's... I just, I just don't understand why Adam was... In, like, I just don't I, like I guess Adam. it's... I know, the thing is, like, he's, not, he's not even like each other with the Doctor for long enough. You know, it could have just been the... Yeah, the, doc, the Doctor's a massive flirt. You could have, it could have just been someone that he goes off with, kind of like the tree in End of the World. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if he like, if he just opened up slightly more to one of the people on the station, it could have been them. Yeah, maybe. maybe I if, think. Oh, I think. Idea. Yeah. Okay, we might have the same idea. Tell me. Go on, go on, go on, go on, go on. No, 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 you do. I want to see. I was going. I was going to say that because the I know that she gets redeemed at the end. Uh, who uh, the character's name? I can't remember. But the one who wants to go to floor five hundred all the time. Kafka. 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 She gets redeemed at the Franz Kafka. She gets redeemed at the end by. Um, but because she was so driven all the time to go to floor five hundred, I don't know if she had spent time with the doctor, maybe making her a sort of a really ambitious. You know, if she dobbed them in to get that opportunity to go to floor five hundred, actually, yeah, would have been really I interesting. Think, I think it would have been really interesting. That wasn't what I was going to say. I will say what I was going to say in a minute, but I want to continue what you were saying okay. because I think because she's so desperate to get to floor five hundred, right? Yeah, she's like, I will do anything. Why didn't they just like? get in contact with her, like someone from Floor 500 get in contact with her, be like, look, we need information on this man and if you do that, we will promote you. And then and then she could still have the thing at the end because then she could go to Floor 500, realise that it's all a lie, but see the yeah, Doctor exactly. Rose in peril and just... Boom, right, why didn't we write this episode? Yeah. Literally, that would have been so much more compelling and interesting. Russell, I know you wrote this now some years ago, almost 20 yes. years ago. Yes. But, but we'll do it for you. We'll do it for you. Yeah. But I will say, that means we wouldn't have gotten that gorgeous cameo from Tams and Greg, who I love. I Honestly, this this this, uh, this episode's full of cameos from people that I love, because also I love Anna Maxwell-Martin as well. And the thing I was going to say was, even if... I think that's better, having the Cathaca, having Cathaca do what we said, I think that would have been more interesting. But they could have also gotten Suki in more somehow, because I really like... Anna Maxwell Martin. Suki yeah. criminally underused in this episode. We love Suki. Yeah. Or Anne, whatever her name is, actually like. Um, yeah, she has a real name. Her actual she, name. Yeah. Because yeah. she's undercover, which was quite cool. I thought that was quite cool, actually. Yeah, yeah. I love, I love the uh, like the stock footage of her fighting in army gear and stuff. I can't, I can't, I can't remember what we. Well, it was just Adam, wasn't it? We were just talking about Adam in general, I guess. Yeah, just um, like like they could have just easily not used Adam if they had done the thing with Kathaka. I think that would have been made way more sense. The only time in this episode Adam has justified in any of his reactions to anything because he's very very annoying and I don't like him is to be fair. I also wouldn't 
want a beef flavored slush puppy. Yeah, I again, I loved the. There was there's so many food references in series one. Well, that's the thing. That's the only thing that for me this feels. Say some of the themes and stuff, but this was like this is the only time I was like, oh, this feels like a Russell T Davis script is because it's just food straight away. Cronk food, burgers. Yeah, Cronk burgers. I want a Cronk burger. Yeah, I mean, it does kind of sound like it's from the Emperor's New Groove, though. Yeah. <laughs> but I will. I, I feel like. Do you know what I feel like they are? Because obviously they had a beef flavored slush puppy. Mm. Which, throwback, slush puppies. I know that you can still get them, but, like, slush puppies. Yeah, I mean, you know, you get, like... It's mostly... The market's been dominated by Tango Ice Blasts. Nothing wrong with that. I love a Tango Ice Blast. Yeah. Do you know what I don't like? And this is relevant to the podcast, and I want it to stay in. (laughs) (laughs) You hear that, Jack? Um, You hear that, Jack, our editor? Um, I really don't like the slush... The the slushies you get in Cineworld. Yeah, they're a different brand, aren't they? Yeah, they're crap. They're watery and crap. Tango Ice Blast or nothing. From okay, Odeon Cinemas Group. Spot, who's who are sponsoring this episode? No, I'm joking. No, please, God, don't. I, they should be burnt to the ground. I I feel like they would probably serve like really good plant based burgers that taste like beef. Mm, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, that's that's coming, isn't it? You know, it's like cultured meat and you know yeah. things like that. So yeah, I can see that happening. Moving swiftly on. Um, from Cronk Burgers, um, who are sponsoring this episode. Uh, no, <laughs> Cronk and the Cronk Burgers are not sponsoring this episode. Um, like I said, you know, with Tams and Greg, Anna Maxwell Martin, Simon Pegg, I just feel like what a fun cast. What a fun group of people to get in an episode. Yeah, especially because I, I at first assumed this was pre kind of fame Simon Pegg, but it is the year after Shaun of the Dead came out. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's it, Leo. It is a big name to get, actually. Really big name, and I don't, I think, I don't think his material is very good or funny, and n- I don't particularly no. like Simon Pegg. But all, but you know, it's a good name to get. Yeah, it is a good name to get, and you know what? I really what, do. You know who I need to come back into Doctor Who? Times and Greg. Yeah. She absolutely needs to come back for another role because you know, but they've reused actors how many times? Why not Tamsin Greg? Where's the Where's the Friday Night Dinner Doctor Who crossover? No, literally. And the thing is, it's like I, I've mentioned before on the podcast about the Amazing Mr. Blunden, um, that Mark Gates's remake, um, and she was in it, and she, as someone who had to edit an interview of her and have to have to stare at her face a lot. She's absolutely hilarious. And yeah. because obviously she has that connection with Mark, I feel like it could be quite easy to get her into an episode and be a villain. Because I need to see that. He get, Simon, Simon Pegg, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's me projecting later Simon Pegg onto Simon Pegg here. He's kinda he's gonna gives me the ick a little bit. He's a bit icky. He yeah. always seems a bit pleased with himself. Yes. Yeah. Um and yeah, I don't. And know. I don't. I just... Yeah, I. I don't like the whole. So I get why Floor Five Hundred is, you know, um, all like snowed over because they have to keep it cool for the Mighty Jagger Fest. And I can't actually say the full name of the Mighty Jagger Fest. Can you? Uh, I didn't even try to make a note of it. But I just I feel like the might and you know another reason why I think this episode kind of lacks is that creature. That creature just doesn't excite me yeah like, I really like the idea of the Jagger Fest in something we'll discuss later on I really really like the design of the Jagger Fest mm-hmm. it's CGI, so it's CGI so is a bit more, but I like the design of the Jagger Fest but it's yeah. not doing anything is it just there <laughs> yeah and I get like the Jagger Fest is supposed to so like okay in the continuation of that thread of me not paying attention I've seen this episode like I said three or four times but I still never really understand why the Jagger Fest is so significant like how how is it how is it controlling everything like i'm I, did i miss something uh yeah i wasn't really i think i was kind of checking out by that point so i don't actually think i've got um really any notes on how he's controlling everybody um but i don't think it's explained very well i don't think that's very good writing yeah sorry no but... probably it's probably yeah just one of those things where it's like this is the joke fest he controls everybody but no one no one goes how it just yeah is yeah. Exactly. It just you gotta believe it, but like, you know, explanation is key. Um so I think uh I think something that is a weird like oh I'm gonna I'm gonna point this out and again it might not be true because I haven't done the research, but I'm pretty sure it is true. I think <laughs> yeah. the the voice of the automated computer on floor five hundred who's like security check and they are no one is also the voice of the Android. 
in... Oh, the android. The android, the yeah. Droid. See, I think it's the same voice as sun level rising, sun level descending. But then that would be the same as uh, open door 14. He is awake. Oh, in um, the Satan pit. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, though. Isn't it that... Anne, what's her name? Robinson. From actual... Anne Robinson. <laughs> Didn't Anne Robinson actually voice the android? I swear she did. Let's find out. Okay, apparently the the real Anne Robinson did do the voice of the android, but... Told you. It sounds identical. I think in terms of character... Let's talk about characters, Bestie. Let's talk about characters. Okay. Because we all know how we feel about Adam. Mm. That's that. Terrible. Kathaka is interesting she's a pick me like a real definition of pick me mm. energy and vibes but i do like kind of like her redemption in a way at the end not that she was a bad person but like she was just irritating and no one really wanted her around yeah i like kathika like she's yeah. very determined woman yeah but, but also i'm not like obsessed with her you know and i like i like suki i think Actually, my you two like my two favourite characters from this episode are um, probably bit parts. I love the food guy who calls the Doctor sweetheart. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. that feels very Rusty Davis. And if and, it does, yeah. Uh, if you don't want me to jump all the way to the end, we can save it for then. Do it. But I am in love with Adam's mum. Adam's mum is so. She's the best. Time just goes by like that. She's the best part of this whole <gasps> episode. Just when she comes in, she's just like. Ooh. I didn't know you were coming back. She's so Just sweet. Just let me take my coat off. Did you leave the back door open? Like, did, did you leave the back door open? There's a bit of a draft in here. Yeah, yeah, no, she's yeah, she's great. She might be my favourite character in the whole episode. <laughs> I will say, though, I do love the clicking thing. Yeah, yeah. At the end, like, you know when they're, like... Arguing, yeah. When, and, and Rose's like, Doctor, stop clicking. It's really annoying. Pause. Then she clicks herself, and she's like, "I couldn't, I couldn't help myself." Um, which also, by the way, that that because uh, we see it early on, so I'm not skipping ahead. I can bring it back towards the start as well. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. For uh, Adam, Adam's family home looks so 2005, considering that it would actually be it 2012. Does. Yeah, it's supposed to be 2012, and it looks so 2005. Big landline phone. Yeah. Yeah, horrible pastel colour balls. But I'm glad that they just didn't really futurise 2012 too much. I'm really glad they didn't, like, take it too far. Well, listen, because the changes would be so subtle yeah. in in real life, in yeah. IRL, uh, that, yeah, if they tried to futurise it, like you say, it'd be a bit... Uh, exactly, it'd be a bit like... It'd be worse, it'd be worse. Um, something it about this, this episode as well, which, I, which I've forgotten to mention, um, that I think might bore you... <laughs> Is that uh, this this episode kind of reminds me of something that was done way back in Tom Baker's first season of Doctor Who? Mm. In the Ark in space, they visit a giant space station, uh, which <laughs> yeah. is housing the last of the human race, uh, yeah. and it's about like a plague or something breaking out with these people called the Wirren. It's a it's a really celebrated yeah. serial. I've only seen it once, as you can tell, but it's set on an arc, set on the titular arc in space. And then the last serial in that series is called Revenge of the Cybermen, uh, which is terrible. <laughs> um, but that takes place on the same arc. They get back there and they don't know why they've gone back and they and they think that it's after their visit, but it's before they visited, and there's like a plague that's come out, and it's all through right. the Cybermen and stuff. And obviously, it was a way of reusing the set, but it's also feeds in narratively. And I feel this very same with Satellite Five because, of course, Satellite Five is the setting of Bad Wolf Parting of the Ways. Yeah, and yeah, they yeah. would probably fall about the same point. Yeah, you know, like Ark in Space is like midpoint of the season, and then it's used yeah. for the season finale, and then it's the same here. It's like yeah. midpoint of the series; they use it for the series finale. It like you know, it, yeah. they're confused as to why they're back on Satellite Five. It's set at a different time from when they were previously on there and yeah. I just think that's really interesting. It is interesting. One thing I've always thought is when they go back to Satellite 5, mm. I've, I think it would have been cool to at least mention Kathika at some point to be like, oh, she was the leader of this or she was... Especially because... But she's just not mentioned again. Especially because when you watch Bad Wolf... It starts with them mm. recapping what happened in End of the World. Uh, in, of the World. <laughs> in the long game, yes. the episode we're literally talking about. Too yeah. much that happened. Too much happening on space stations. Um, 
Yeah, the, they, they recap what happened in the long game. My preferred way of watching the episode is that 10-second recap. And yeah, it ends with the Doctor saying to her, what well, he says towards the end, isn't he? Where he's like, you know, oh, it's fine. Human race will fix itself. Yeah. And then, yeah, and it's like left Eek. with her. So it's a weird that Big they don't bring Eek. her up again. It is weird. Uh, it's a shame as well because she did, you know, save everyone. And I love when, that's something I wanted to point out as well, is I love when side characters save the day. Yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah. I really, really do They get love their own it. little story. Right, I want to, I want to, I have a question to ask you. Yeah. Do you think, this is interesting, so obviously the Doctor withdraws credit from the machine. Yes. The the money, the form of money they use in the future. Do you think the Doctor, in his weird little way, because he does this, he likes to test his humans, I guess, mm. subtly, do you think he gave Adam unlimited credit to see what he would actually do? Or do you think it was just, oh, I'm being nice, here's, here's unlimited credit? I don't know, because I can see him doing it as a test, definitely. But also I feel like part of the Doctor's innate character is that he doesn't understand money. That's true, actually. You make a good point, yeah. Like, you know, like in um, in The Runaway Bride, when he withdraws cash from the cash point, and it's just, use the sonic screwdriver, and all of the money in that cash point comes flooding out. Um, yeah, you know, like he like he only needs to withdraw like a tenner for a taxi, and he withdraws you know, yeah. like, a couple grand. Uh, yeah, then obviously makes it all fly in the air, but yeah, whatever. But yeah, I, I I don't know. It's 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 interesting. I haven't really put much thought into it, so I can't say. Even if not trying to test him, like purposely setting him up to yeah do something. I don't think he's. I don't, yeah, I don't think he was purposely setting him up. I just think it mm. was a low key test to see what he would do with yeah. unlimited credit. Yeah, that's fair. But I do think so. Like. It, as we're talking about testing Adam, um, I just like he 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 comes off as a very basic white dude to me. So obviously he's watched Back to the Future. Sorry, no offense, but like I do love Back to the Future. Don't get me wrong; they made it sound like I don't love Back to the Future. No, I do. there's a difference. Like, there's a difference it. between going. I like Back to the Future, and then being like, you know, one of the greatest movies ever made, ever of all time. Yeah, I love it. It's so great. Yeah, he just comes off as one of those guys who would have that poster on his wall, you know, mm. and have seen the film. Yeah. Um. So why on earth would he think that that would have been a good idea to get all of the information about future computers into the past? Like, is he that? Like, he. The, the, I find it really silly because he obviously got hired by Van Staten's corporation to be one of the high up people. Yeah. In tech, so why on earth? Would he think that would be a good idea? Because he he knows what the repercussions would be. Uh, my 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 note for that says why why the fuck does Adam want to learn about microprocessors? What a boring prick! <laughs> uh, I mean, I think he's well written in a way, sort of. He serves his function, but also he's a pellant. That's <laughs> that's what you wrote. <laughs> that's how I was typing that scene out. It's true, though. I was like, of all the things that you could learn about in the future and bring them back into the past, you should microprocessors. What a dickhead. What a boring little man. Honestly, so boring. Mm. And that's because wow. this show uh, doesn't support capitalism or its ideals. No. Uh, Adam is the ultimate, like, CEO wannabe. <laughs> yeah. He wants to be Van Staten. He wants to be Van Staten as much as he proclaims he's not. Mm. He doesn't like him. He just kind of wants to be like that, mm. I guess. I need, I, it wouldn't surprise me. And I need Adam in this episode like I need a hole in my head. Get it? Because that's a... Uh, yeah. Uh, I found that so funny I unplugged my headphone wire. Um, <laughs> just to stop listening yeah, no, to my jokes. I just no. I just I think Adam is just a red flag after red flag. Mm-hmm. And he's... And I'm not saying you shouldn't have red flag people in Doctor Who. That's not what I'm saying. But he's a boring character. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just... Oh, he just... He dominates this episode for me and I don't like it. The thing is, especially because they don't have any intention to ever bring him back or do anything with him. Yeah, exactly. Like, like they, You know, Ricky starts off as being really irritating and I hate him, but he has a good arc and by the end of series two, I really like Ricky. But it's just... <laughs> it's, I, I, but, you know, the, the Adam... Nothing gets done with Adam at all. Yeah. He's in two episodes and he... Drags them down. Yeah, like he's the only reason Dalek is so good is because the writing's so good that Adam kind of gets pushed to the sidelines and he seems a few and far between. This episode doesn't have good enough writing to mitigate Adam. Yeah, it's just no, 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 no. no thank you. I, I, yeah, I, just, I feel like I don't want to be. 
I feel like I'm just coming across as like just always talking about how much I've done like Adam, but like he is a big part of this episode. Yeah. Okay. And I don't think it works. Me either, me either. Question to lighten light lighten us up a bit, because I feel like we're now just laying into him a load. Which fair enough because yeah, he is terrible because he is terrible. Uh, yeah. which which <laughs> of the cosmetic procedures would you get done? Because I know I'd have one of them done. But I'm not going to tell you which one. Oh, I would have the re- the first option, the really small, the really chip small in the chip back in the, the back of the head. Yeah, yeah, like no scarring, no scarring, guys. No scarring. No scarring. Got a computer in your head. You don't have to worry about clicking your fingers. Yeah, and also we are sponsored by Satellite Fives Cosmetic Procedures. <laughs> Two for one on Mondays. No, I'm joking. I'm yeah. joking. By the end of this podcast, I'm going to be looking like Cassandra. You use code. Come along procedures. <laughs> Ten. Come along pon procedures. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> Oh god! Anyway, go on. Which one are you, would you get? Oh, I'd have, I'd have, vomit thrown in my throat. Oh. That'd be so good. Any time. Okay, a, can we? Just a little ice cube because it's not. Yeah, because it's the because yeah the, the 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 being sick is yeah it's it's the it's, the, it's like how you feel afterwards because it's horrible and yeah. You know, whereas, yeah. But do you think it would be? Here's my question, my disgusting question. Mm-hmm. If you were to be sick a lot, would it just be loads of ice cubes coming out of your mouth? Oh, well, like, yeah, like, instead of... Uh, yeah, I guess... Uh, uh, or would it be a big ice cube? I guess it depends where it freezes the waste. This is the question. Yeah. Yeah, because then if you... Because mm. a little pellet like that, fine. If it's a big load and then it's like a snowball, yeah. then it's going to be worse trying to ratchet that up, I guess. I also really don't like... I'm glad we cleared that little theory up. Um, you I don't like looking at the cube when it comes out as well like what did what did adam eat like broccoli yeah there's like something yeah it looks it, it looks like uh, it looks like frozen fruit well, anyway uh, yeah. disgusting disgusting okay i'm gonna stop talking but it would be handy it would be handy and then and, and then, I also i really love how tamsin grove says it as well they freeze the waste yeah and then she like looks at it in the bowl and sort of double takes at him yeah yeah very odd right. but you see that's my that's like part of why we love Rusty Davis, there's like weird, weird future world building things that sort of don't really make much sense, but are kind of whimsical and fun. Yeah. And it's like, you know, who yeah. else would come up with the idea of freezing vomit in your mouth? No one else but Russell T. Yeah, I love it. So, in terms of the way, so obviously he's had the surgery, yeah, and had the info spike in his head because he's so dumb. <laughs> Why would he think doing an info spike would be a good idea? I know. I don't. It's. I also no, like I get like he's such a nerd that he just wants all this information in his head. But why would you ever think that's a good idea? Well, especially because when they first see the info spike, the doctor talks about how you know, like, like you know, obviously, like it can, you know, it can, it can be damaging, like yeah. it'll wipe her memory and stuff. But like you know, it can be damaging. Um, so I know that's why he's recording it onto his voicemail. But it's just, but then I don't understand because how does he know? Because when he phones, he's like, he's like, oh, to you it'll sound like white noise, but I can translate it. It's like, well. How do you know it'll sound like white noise? Exactly. How do you know you can translate it? I just think there was a lot that wasn't thought about there. How, you know how I mean? will you remember? Yeah, like I, the idea, the idea of a companion abusing their knowledge of the future and recording voicemails on a phone, fine, but like I like it's not done well. It's not done well. Um, yeah. Ma- I mean, and also completely insane, massive red flag that Rose didn't notice that he stole her mobile. Because oh, he, because yeah, he yeah, doesn't. Yeah, yeah. It's not even like she's like, oh, you can keep it. You know, if you need to phone home or you know, text your friends or whatever. He literally he pockets it. Yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah. What dick? And at no point is she oh, like, just, oh, oh my Nokia. You know. Oh my weird Nokia that's orange on the bag and transparent, and weird. Yeah. And that takes really good high def photos. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Um, but also, do you know what? Just over, overall, I feel like the climax of this episode, again, just isn't that compelling. Like, well, yeah, I mean, what they go up there, they meet the Drangrefess, we get the reveal of the Drangrefess, which is not as good as when, like, <laughs> Suki gets killed by the Drangrefess and it's just that camera closing yeah. in on her face. Yeah. And then, yeah, well, they get, they get tied up in that weird thing where their hands are, like, up by their shoulders. Yeah. And then she comes in and I turns also... the heat you know when Suki, like when you said it, it just reminded me, Suki coming up to platform to platform 500, mm. what was the camera doing? When she, In that whole bit? 
Like when she's walking around and looking, she sees the dead, you know, the, the skeletons and everything. Mm. And like, the camera was doing some weird handheld nonsense, and I was like, just stay still, stay still. I do really love. Uh, I do really love the weird like. Is it is it a, is it like a pan across to her? It might be when. Um, Sam Pegg's talking about whatever. He's like, oh, you're a, a revolutionary. And then it like pans across and she's like got her arm really outstretched with the gun in her hand, like really rigid. And it's just like... That's cool. No, that's cool. Who controls Satellite 5? I was like... Because it's so kind of camp because it's not... It is. Like, it's actually not really well done, but like I enjoy no, it. But, but yeah. yeah, I agree with that. But, yeah, no, just when she was walking around, the, the camera was doing the absolute most and I was like, just stay still. But yeah, so when they're all up there at the end, whatever, I do love that Kathika comes up and, like I said, I love when side characters save the day. I really love that. Um, that's why, I mean, that's probably why I love Blink so much, is because Sally Sparrow saves the day. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, uh, yeah, Unquiet did. It's Gwyneth. Yeah, Gwyneth. Oh, Gwyneth. <laughs> Let's not talk about Gwyneth, because I'll cry. Sorry. Gwyneth is... My best friend. Yeah, you know all the all those uh, Lindsay Duncan in Water of the Mars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly. I just love it. Yeah. Such good side characters, but Queen Victoria. Queen Victoria, even. But yeah, I just feel like Kathika isn't that. Like I said, like she's she's a cool person, but like as a side character, she's not that compelling. But what yeah. she does is good at the end, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. um... I do love, I will say though, I do love the whole like, I love when the Doctor and Rose, are, I, no, I love when the Doctor and a companion are captured and they just look so stupid when they're captured. Like, yeah. Like, what are those handcuffs? I know, because I say, up by their shoulders, they're like, yeah. It's so funny. It is funny. But I will say, I mean, there is that eerie quality of like having a dead body and their chip, mm. because the chip is still there. Yeah. They can use the, and because it's um, cold up there, the dead body gets, you know, um, is preserved. Yeah. So, but they're still they're still using the chip in that dead person's body. That was quite interesting and eerie, I will say. Mm, oh yeah, yeah, it's, it's a good idea. Like, wow. Um, but yeah, I'd say that's the, probably the only clever bit of the episode that I like was the fact that there was that eerie quality of using a dead body to still do work. Like wow. So I think hell? I I what I really like about this episode. And it's it's completely subliminal. Mm-hmm. Is I really like what it has to say about broadcast journalism. Yeah. And how sort of people are kept subjugated and quiet and under control by our media landscape. Especially mm-hmm. now. Things have changed yeah, so much since two thousand five and we are so we're so under the thumb of nothing but right wing press. Um, yeah. Even our left wing press is not left wing. It's yeah centrist press. Um, yeah. And I'd love. I sort of. I'd like. It's not enough to save the episode, but those ideas of you know the media being controlled by someone who doesn't have our best interests at heart, and yeah. how media can rig elections and you know, change leaders and things is a really good idea and I feel like it's a message that's only more poignant these days. Yeah, exactly. And, like, uh, uh, to add on to that, I really love how, like, when the Doctor was questioning Kathika, like, what about this? And she'd be like, well, I don't know. They said this, so it means this. And it's like... And the Doctor's like, no, there's something wrong here. Like, Mm. you're not asking the right questions. Yeah. You know? And it's true, I'm not going to lie, like, we all, I feel like we all do it to a certain extent. Like, we all just kind of accept, not all of us, and, like, we don't always do it, but, like, you, you know what I mean? Like you say, it's just, it's just the yeah. most, it's really prevalent at the moment, I think, that. Well, yeah, it's because... The... Like, you know, question things. Yeah. It's good to question things. Yeah, but it's, yeah, that's But thing. why is it so hot? Why is it so hot? Yeah. It's because there's a, there's a deeper problem, but they've asked plumbing and they're not getting back to them on it or, or whatever. Hmm. Or when the doctor says, I d- don't ever downplay good plumbing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's very good. Very good. But yeah, no, it's it's true. Like I say, you know, I feel like, and I also can't ever necessarily blame people for not asking questions and sort of like, yeah, you know, people live shit lives, and sometimes you don't want to be bombarded with like terrible news. But like, mm. yeah, people do keep themselves ignorant on purpose, and yeah, they do. They're also then being fed the ignorance that they want to believe by right wing yeah. media outlets. Um, yeah, yeah. 
Basic, basically, exactly. Rupert Murdoch is a big, fat slug that lives on a ceiling and should be <laughs> boiled alive yeah. in a station. Yeah. In a station, straight up. Yeah. Fuck Rupert Murdoch. But yeah, no, I, 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 but I agree with you. I, I actually do totally, 100% agree with what you're saying because it, it, I think that's the most strongest thing about it, yeah. about the episode. Literally, the, I, the, the, the I want the concept thread, to be yeah. explored again. Yeah, in same. In a better episode of Doctor Who. I'm really glad you brought it up because I had that same thought but I couldn't articulate in the way mm. that you said it and it's exactly what I was thinking. So, yeah, I totally agree with you. But especially but, now, I want it now in a, modern, in a more modern season, I want Russell to do it again because like, if things have only gotten worse since 2005 in terms of media control... Yeah. You know, even... Like, now, like I don't think it was then, but now it feels even like a critique of like the BBC. Mm-hmm, you know, yeah. They have to be like... This man, this man says that the world is ending because of climate change, and he's got all the stats and figures. But also, we have to give time to Nick Ferrari from LBC, who thinks that it's all a lie because that's a legitimate point of view, and he doesn't have any facts and figures. So and he can just sit there and go, oh, "You're a bunch of left-wing pansies," and we have to give that yeah. equal airtime as to the literal scientist. Yeah, literal scientist. Yeah. yeah. Oh, don't. Anyway, let's not go there. But um, uh, I, I, but yeah, I think so... it's really healthy that we don't hide our political opinions on this show. No, we don't. No, guys, we really don't. And it's... And if you don't like it, don't listen, I don't care. And yeah, I just think... <laughs> I get why some podcasters don't do it. Yeah. But to us, it's just very relevant and we're not going to like sugarcoat that. And again, especially because, you know, we've also not, held, also not hidden our opinions about how Doctor Who is extremely political and has gotten less political and something that always interests me about Doctor Who is what it has to say about contemporary politics, so... Yeah, and then like the again the whole argument that a lot of Who fans make about the show being really political all the time. Yeah. And sorry, sorry, uh, that all of a sudden become really woke, and it's like all of a sudden. All of a sudden. Are you sure? This episode is about how we're controlled by right wing media press, but oh no, sorry, by woke you meant that there's a Muslim woman in your show. Yeah, uh, exactly. Oh, God. So fucking silly. I hate the internet. That people think that. Sometimes I really do hate the internet too. But yeah, I mean. They kill the Jango Fest. Yeah, they kill the Jango Fest, and then... There's not really much um, left, is there? <laughs> another thing, I will say, at the, at the end, because now we're at the end, thank God. Um, not of the podcast, of course, just we're the episode. We're only just beginning. With, uh, we're only just beginning. Um, <laughs> one thing I did like about the end was how angry Nine was that shot, at Adam. That handheld shot when he's, when he's walking, walking. Adam. Honestly, it always looks like he's going to punch him. And I love it. And one thing I love you know, the progression of Nine's character is how when he's angry, he's furious. Yeah. He is absolutely furious. Yeah. Like he's he do you know what he is? He's one of those people that's like, don't touch me, don't talk to me. I actually need to just be on my own for a second. Like that's what he's like. Yeah. Yeah, because he going back um, into the TARDIS and him just like not talking to you for ten minutes because he just needs to Yeah. Detox. And so Adam's like, well at the end of the day I didn't actually do anything wrong. And Nine is like nine, and all of us are like, shut up, shut, shut your mouth, just shut up. But I, I also love when they walk into the TARDIS and then they walk straight out into his living room. That was cool. Yeah, yeah, and I like I like that little scene at the end. It's a good little wrap up. I think it was a good wrap up. Nine destroying. Uh, the it, 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 you know, it is a funny end. I will say the ending of it is very funny when she's like, and time just goes by like that. And then <laughs> head opens. She, yeah, she just. She's like, like, oh my god. Yeah. yeah. But so, now we're at the end of the episode. Mm. Let's ask the usual questions that we like to ask each other. So, yeah. first one being, favourite moment of the episode? What's a standout moment for you, if there is one for you, Elliot? Oh, uh, God. Yeah, that's a question, <laughs> isn't it? Um, uh, stand standout moment will be, as much as I don't like Adam in those scenes, I like Adam getting the cosmetic stuff from Tamsin Greg because she's really good. She's giving a really good performance. Uh, yeah, Tamsin Greg is pretty she's, good in She's that eating way. it up. Everything she says is really funny. Um, there's some good lines in that, like when he's like, oh, I'm from the University of Mars, and she's like, you know, she's like, oh, the, yeah, the, <laughs> the bloody Martians, you know. Like, it's... Yeah. It's a good... It's a it's a actually quite well-written couple of scenes with some good acting and some good jokes. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's very funny. I would say mine is, like I said when uh Kathika saves the day like mm. i love when a side character saves the day i think that's probably the most standout bit yeah for me that's good now 
a moment that doesn't work for you in the episode? A moment? Um, <laughs> a moment? Mm, pick um, one. <laughs> we can only pick one. Uh, I yeah, how do I, how do I whittle it down? Trying to think of something that, like, trying to think of something that's really, really irritating rather than just being sort of mildly annoying like the rest of it. Yeah. Um, which, okay, all right, I'll be nice. I'll say a moment that doesn't work in the episode for me instead of just going, oh, it's all of it, would be um, the unfortunate dating of the CGI on the uh, head hole. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I will say, you know when, like, Adam touches it and there's that metal bit? That's cool. Yeah, and sometimes it doesn't look too bad. And when the spike's going into it's it, a it looks okay, practical, but, like, yeah. initially it's a little, like, oh. Yeah, um, I agree. I think the design is very like they needed a more low key design. They did because it yeah. like folds out into those four parts. Maybe if it was just like a spiral that opens or something. I don't know, like the vents yeah. in Alien. You know, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I'm going to be nice. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to blame the CGI instead of the mountains and mountains of terribleness. Well, I'm glad you were nice because my problem <laughs> with the episode. <laughs> sorry, I'm I'm just going to go there, Adam. Just Adam. Fair enough. Doesn't work for me at all. Can't stand him. I'm really glad he doesn't continue after the episode. Me too. Fair enough. I don't blame you. Someone had to say it, and it was me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, most doctory moment, Elliot? Most doctory moment? Easy. Easy, mate. Go on. Mate. It's also, I guess, technically probably a a line. uh, Mm. Is... But it's not my favourite line, but I'm just saying it's also it's only a line of dialogue. Is uh when they're watching that first information spike and um Adam goes, Oh, this technology is amazing. He goes, This technology's wrong. And then Rose goes, Trouble and then he gets that big wide grin on his face. He goes, Yeah. Oh yeah. I love oh, that. Yeah. I love that. That's great. That was um I said that's a very classic doctory and Rose moment, actually. I thought like throughout the show, they always have that kind of back and forth of like, like you know, when um, they realise Gwen is a descendant from mm. Gwyneth, and they both go, they look at each other and they go, oh, yeah. Mm. And it's like that kind of vibe. Yeah. I just love that banter they have, and I, I agree with you. I think that's a really cool moment. Yeah, kind of, For like, me, kind of like Shiver and Shake. Yeah. I can't remember that whole thing, but yeah, it's just, yeah, Shiver and Shake. Who Shiver? Oh, I'm definitely Shake. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Or like, actually, sorry, I, I will stop, but in the Idiot's Lantern, when they open the door and they're like, hi. Yeah, yeah. And that whole that whole bit, that whole section, when they just, it's back and forth banter. Yeah, or even the, even when they first come out the tunnel, she's like, yeah, you're going my way, daddy-o. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, we've got ten rows to come I love these two excited. so much. Yeah. I love those... Uh, uh, ten, ten and Rose... And nine and Rose, just the Doctor and Rose, yeah, iconic. Um, but you probably gathered that from this podcast. Um, yeah, sorry, Doctor moment, go on. Doctor moment. For me, I would say how the Doctor is able to take down an entire institution. Yeah, fair. Straight up. Straight up. Boom, gone. Just by himself, kind of. He's done that so many times, yeah. and he does it again in this episode. I think that was. One word or one one action, not one word. One action mm. can just. Pfft, Satellite five? Six words. Six words. Six words, yeah. Um, Six words, which we'll talk about later. My my oh. my my runner-up is when Suki wants to thank him and then he's like, oh, I didn't do anything. And she's like, oh, no. And he goes, all right, I'll hug anyone. Oh, yeah, yeah that's so, really like, sweet oh. as well. Oh. But question, actually, do you think the doctor fancied Suki just a little bit? Because I think he did. I mean, who doesn't fancy Animax or Martin? True. Who do- True. <laughs> yeah. No, but you know that little look they gave each other at one point? You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, and it's also not true. He won't hug anyone because he seemed quite closed off. Um, exactly. So maybe, yeah, maybe he's like carrying a little torch for Suki. I've, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I feel like 10 would hug anyone. Eleven would kind of kiss anyone. Mm. Twelve would just not even look at you in the eye. <laughs> and nine is like, I'll hug people. I'll hug a selected few people. But you have to be the best. Thirteen's mm. a high five kind of girl. Yeah, high five. She's like, high five. Yeah. 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 Finger guns. Fist bump, yeah. 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 I agree with you. I think that's really... That's, that's pretty on the nose. But um, favourite line. Favourite line. Favourite quote or line in the episode. Favourite quote or line in the episode, and I think we... I don't know, we might end up having the same one. I don't know. But mm. I have no prior indication. I just, knowing you as a person, we might have the same one. Yeah. It's right, right at the end when Adam is begging 
to be taken again. You know, he's like, oh, no, please bring me with you. And the doctor says, I only take the best. I've got Rose. That's a pretty good line. I love it so much. Because it's the truth. It's the truth. And something about the but, way he says it, I love it. But for once, we're not, we're not, we don't have the same one. Okay, good. Oh, shock horror. Yeah. Um, I've actually got two. I couldn't, there's two that I, mm. I couldn't pick, so I'm going to say two. And do you know why? Because I'm also head of this podcast and I can do what I like. So. <laughs> it's news to me, my friend. <laughs> um, I have two. Mm-hmm. First one being. Ladies, gentlemen, multi-sex, undecided, or robots. I did like that. I was meant to make a note of that, but it went by too quickly. <laughs> it's kind of like in Midnight when it's like, ladies and gentlemen, and variations thereupon. Yeah. Yeah. Great. I love that. Um, and then the, the second line is, being human doesn't pay very well. Mm, that's also... From the editor. Yeah. There's some good quotes in this episode. I'll give it that. I'll give it that. There are some good quotes in this episode. Yeah. yeah. So overall, my, my darling, sweethearts, Hello. baby cakes. <laughs> what darling would you, sugar, babe. D- darling sugar, babe, sweetheart. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you know, you know. Um, what would you give this episode out of five? Two. Same. Because. Same. You know me. Two and a half. Two and a half is my half. Is my half marks. If something's two and a half, it's it's fine. It's whatever. Yeah. Um. It's it's not fine. It's worse than fine. But also, again, I know that there are episodes to come, but I would definitely rate much lower than this. So exactly, that, that's exactly how I feel. Two yeah, yeah, yeah. is my sort of two. I feel like we might be as, as scathing as I get in this series. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I agree. I, again, I totally agree with you because for me, series one is so strong, mm. so strong. This is easily the weakest episode. But it doesn't bring the series down at all, and I wouldn't say it's one of it's one of the bad it's one of the worst episodes of Doctor Who. But it's not like down there with other episodes that I, I'm thinking of. And especially, so I would give it a two as well. Especially because of Russell's writing, it's just like it, yeah, it's bad, but it has enough interesting stuff going in. You know, like I don't, yeah, I'm not gonna, I don't want to rag on him, but you know, like if it's like a Chibnall episode, you know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have a message really at its heart that was coherent and interesting enough. So exactly, then the bad stuff would stick out even more. Um, exactly, and yeah, it's kind of my, it's my whole thought on like the era, I guess, really, is that even the episodes that aren't as good that I don't like, it, it's a, it's a taste thing and never a quality thing. Um, yeah, I know, for instance, that next week. I I don't have a bond with the episode as much as other people do, but also... Or as me. Or as you. But just because it's never one that I personally am going to come back to a lot or have a lot of strong opinions yeah. about, I couldn't ever say it was anything even remotely resembling a bad episode because it's so sublimely done, I just don't feel it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I really like that. And, of course, there are episodes that are objectively bad that have camp fun appeal. Yeah. The Idiot's Lantern. Yes. New Earth. Yes. Love and Monsters. And it's part of my love for Series 2. People really hate Series 2 because they feel like it's, like, loads of duds, but I really like Series 2 because there's really, really strong episodes surrounded by loads of really camp, silly, peak, like, Rossity Davis Doctor Who episodes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that yeah. I'm very excited to talk about. We're going to have a blast. Yeah. But, yeah, so... This is, this is podcast not for Series 2 haters. No, it's really, really not, no. because we can't get enough of it. Um, but yeah, so next week, we're going to talk about Father's Day, aren't we? We are. Uh, only a couple of weeks after the, the real event. Yes, I, that's true. Yeah. If we had planned it better, we would have done it on Father's Day, but we didn't. We didn't, so... and I wanted to be with my father. Yeah, and I wanted to be with Who, my father. Unlike Pete Tyler, didn't die in a car accident. Thank God. Oh, God, Touchwood. Yeah. Touchwood. Touchwood what? Oh! <laughs> but, um, yeah, guys, next week, I'm just going to prepare you now. I'm going to prepare you now. I Next week is my favourite episode of Doctor Who. I don't know how we're going to talk about next week because Daniel really likes it and I understand why and I don't think it's a bad episode, but I don't have any strong opinions on it either way and... I'm not going because I can't even I can't even argue like actually this episode's secretly bad we can't even spar about it because I don't think it's bad I just don't have any strong feelings about it but Dan was so passionate about it that I feel like maybe next week it might just be her talking it'll be the Damla show in fact Elliot they're not going to turn up they're not going to turn up they are going 
Uh, you, you're just not going to turn up, probably. No, I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to go <laughs> do some reaping. No, 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 no. This podcast will not be the same without you. So. No, I just am scared about what I can contribute next week. But we'll find out. I'm scared that I'm going to cry mm. on a podcast. If you, t- I don't want to do that. You can take the heavy emotional beats. I'll talk about all the '80s fashion. There you go, yeah. But anyway, you've got all of that to look forward to, guys. So stay tuned for next week. And if you like this episode, please, you know, give us give us a, give us a rating on whatever podcast listening device you have with, you know, or or a f- platform, Spotify, Apple, and YouTube is coming soon. Like I've said, it actually genuinely is coming soon, guys. It really, really is. It is. It is in the works. It is in the worst. But yeah, and then email us in. And what's the email, Elliot? The email, Give us the email. is comealongpondpod at gmail.com. Uh, we are on Twitter at comealongponddw and we're on Instagram at comealongpondpodcast. All of those yes. will be in the show notes as well. Yes, all in the show notes. And anything we've spoken about will also be in the show notes as well. Um, but yeah, I hope you all had a great time. It was lovely speaking to you, Elliot, as always. It's always lovely speaking to you. Even about terrible episodes of the show. Yes. <laughs> Always a pleasure. Stay safe, everybody. Yes, stay safe. And um, we're actually, do you know what? I think we're also going to leave some links in the show notes to some charities that you can send some money to because, not to get dark, but, and it's not really to do with the show, but I think if we have any kind of platform, I think it is good to just share kind of resources about what's going on in America right now. Things, uh, yeah, the, the influence of the right-wing press is now such that, you know, basic human rights are being violated in the United States. Um, yes. Um, yeah, we need to... We, yeah. yeah. So we're going to leave some links to, you know... Yeah. Support women. And if you think it doesn't impact you, um, then, I mean, first of all, you're terrible. But second of all... It it doesn't it doesn't end here. Yeah, this, it doesn't end here. This no. is the first of you know of an overturn in an attack on like say fundamental human rights for marginalised people yeah. across the entirety of the United States, and it's terrifying. It's terrifying, and you know this doesn't stop abortion. This just stops safe abortion. So um, please, if you have any change to spare, or even just like your time, just to share the links, please do. We'll leave some in the show notes. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, we, we love you all, stay safe, and we give you air from our lungs. <sighs> Bye, guys. Bye. Bye-bye now. <laughs>